It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Saturday Friends Club. It's a fun place to be on a Saturday. And nothing else. And, and Well, I mean, it can be a lot of other things. And we totally were not talking about Magic Mike earlier. <laughs> or Chuck Norris. Sabrina is still like, it's like, she's like, I still want to talk about Magic Mike. It was, I, I admit that it was a hard turn from that conversation into the topic we're about to get into. Which is yuck. It's not uh. yuck. Uh, yuck. No, it's, it's still not the name of it. Oh, uh, yuck. Okay, let's it's go through the names movie. first. Okay, let's go through the names first. I'm Josh. That's Sabrina. Uh, yuck. Uh, yuck, Sabrina. That is Eric. I'm over here. And there's Kyle. Way over there. And and the, the Goofy movie. And a Goofy movie. Uh, yuck. <laughs> okay. All you gotta your... do that left, though. <laughs> That's not even close should, to it. Should but... we try and do our... Be- All right. Goofy off. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> No, that just wins. <laughs> I, I've got a white shirt on. I'm just going to wave like a little bit of it as a white flag. That's You did it, man. <laughs> I can't do a goofy voice, but I want to do Pat Buttram's voice because he was in this movie. All right. Well. Nice. Nail. Well, Mr. Douglas, I'm surprised at you. <laughs> oh, that's right. Didn't he die re- like not, not, not too not long that after recently, this? but. He's just like my my. I, I've seen Green Acres, and I I really appreciate his voice. Those of you might know him. He is the the sheriff of Nottingham in the Robin Hood movie. He uh. died. He died during the production of uh, of uh, Goofy movie. Whoa! What? Really? Yeah. The film was also dedicated to Pat Buttram, who died during that's the him. film's production. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. Of whom I keep. Uh, I mean, I just always read the last name as Pat Buttram. <laughs> I'm I'm a mature adult. I'll yeah. have you all know. <laughs> Butt ram. <laughs> Butt ram. <laughs> That's a different movie, not Goofy. <laughs> Oddly oh, enough, God. when I went to go and see that movie, I told my mother I was watching Starship Troopers and instead watched Beavis and Butthead do America. So, guess who got grounded for two months? <laughs> yeah, but at least Beavis, Beavis and Butthead don't have actual tits. Yeah, yeah. No, here's the funny thing though. Like my mother, uh, my mother let me watch the movie. Uh, she, as soon as she got home, she looked at the movie times and saw that Starship Troopers was playing an hour after the movie I was watching, and there was no showtime that went with when I told her to pick me up. And she's like, "I I know what time I know what movie you saw because of the movie oh, times." And I was just like, "I was man. like, well, then why didn't you come and get me?" It's like, "Well, I figure if you're gonna do something wrong, you may as well see the whole movie." So, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Fair, totally fair. He played it off. He could have been like, "No, I was in the arcade for an hour, mom." <laughs> no, I told her I was going to go see Starship Troopers, and then she came back and she's like, "You saw Beavis and Butthead, didn't you?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> what, like, was that? What, I, I mean, I'm just out of that time period, I guess. But like, was that movie like, no, don't don't let your kids go see that movie? No, my mother, my mother was great in that. Like, she let me pretty much get away with murder because I would always have to learn the consequences of most of my actions. And I was not most, a hellraiser of a child, but uh, well, some things you get away with if, you, if you're smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a really bitchin' party when I was 14 years old at my house, in which everybody drank, but uh, cleanup is awesome. Anyways, but uh, yeah, no, uh, Beavis and Butthead was apparently like the line that she would not let me cross. Like, you cannot watch this show, you cannot watch that this movie. That is a weird line. That's so weird. <laughs> 
There were other. Th- I mean, if I had actually seen Starship Troopers, that was that was so much more intense than what I saw on American uh, on American. Wow, Beavis and Butthead. Anyways, but that's that's not this other thing that we're doing. This is a wholesome <laughs> the the opposite land of eighty of nineties like. It's the pinnacle of 90s in animation, I would have to say. So uh, this is a Goofy movie. Mm-hmm. This is Kyle's choice. It is my choice. Why did you bring us the Goofy movie? Probably because of what I said not too long ago. Was, to me, it was kind of like the pinnacle of what the 90s were. It sounds like someone hasn't seen Cool as Ice. <laughs> no, I have seen Cool as Ice. But Ooh. I mean, like this was this is animated and, and I don't know. I. It's more I, lovable. It is definitely more lovable. I actually like, even though there are so many weird things about this movie that like just don't seem to fit, like uh, how the entire movie probably would not have happened had a five minute conversation yes. taken place near the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I'm gonna like uh, we'll we'll get into it. But we, we will. That, we will. That and, was and, frustrating. And, yeah, and, and that's all I'm gonna say right there. But it was just, it was a really really good movie to get into. Like. Uh, and while we seem to be on some sort of weird dad themed <laughs> movie kick, boat lately. dad, like yeah, boat boat dad, you bo- yeah, Peter dad, you boat dad, Peter dad, Peter dad does not sound Peter okay. Dad. Let's not say Peter dad anymore. <laughs> Pan dad, Pan dad sounds a little Pan safer. Dad. Yeah, <laughs> one sounds a little less molestery than the other. <laughs> um, yeah. They- I also like I did just to make it a little sentimental, but not in a too sad of a way. Um, one of the things that I really liked about a Goofy movie is that it actually came out uh, sometime. Oh gosh, April seventh of ninety five. So this movie was kind of important to me because that was the same year that my dad passed away, but he didn't pass away until December. And experiencing that movie was kind of like a way of just having kind of an imagination of like what it could have been like to have had a dad all the way up until becoming an adult, which is basically, this is what this movie is. is yeah. Max is becoming an adult and he's becoming like an independent person and trying to separate himself from his father. And like, I was looking towards a future of not having that because medicine wasn't as advanced as it is these days. And you know, that was still a struggle. So it was a really good movie for me, especially because my dad did an awesome goofy put all of us to shame (laughs) and i think that that was also one of his favorite characters so it was also like probably one of the most favored uh animated films that i had of the 90s especially at that point 95 it was probably the best animated movie of its time um although i'm sure like what uh lion king also came out sometime around then as well and probably other people would argue that that's the better movie but i liked this one because it didn't have all the weird musicals that the lion king did it was still very much a disney and musical movie but mm-hmm. it's a movie that also still kind of holds up today even though a lot of the social dynamics are a little bit different at least in terms of like how high school is perceived this and, is the the 90s you, you the 90s you wish you remembered yeah yeah <laughs> if you were lucky um <laughs> And yeah, that's that's kind of like my main reason for picking it. I have a lot of like bittersweet kind of memories tied around the movie, and I just remember always enjoying it. And even watching it again was a was a great way to just kind of like remember how ridiculous certain people were and things of that nature. I, I don't know. I, I can get into no, it no, later. no. These these like I had similar with uh, what Man in the Moon, where it was mm-hmm. just kind of like 
I could completely go like, listen, I could, there could be good, there could be bad with it. This holds a significance to me. There's yeah. nothing wrong with having a, yeah. a, something that we bring forward that's like, this is significant. My my views and feelings on going back to this are deeper than the movie itself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know that I had seen it before. I definitely didn't like hold it. I may have watched it once or twice. I didn't hold any like huge um history with it it was just like oh yeah yeah oh i remember that scene yeah you know uh i was like oh yeah roxanne super cute like you know <laughs> just the things that you remember uh what don't laugh like that eric <laughs> that was it's... another thing actually watching it now like again as an adult and then analyzing character <laughs> flaws <laughs> yeah yeah seeing like again more characters where it's just like just talk for yeah, a no, moment again. This is like we need to get into this because this is like the this is one of those movies of which just like he's a terrible father. I'm just going to start this off right now. <laughs> there are a lot of people that make bad character decisions. Uh, okay, Sabrina, did you watch it? I've definitely seen it before. The, I didn't remember it having as many songs in it, but <laughs> I definitely remembered some key points of the movie. Okay, and Eric. Uh, I'd seen it like once before when I was a kid. I like I did vaguely remember it, so basically no connection to it. All right. Well, with that uh, taken care of, let's go ahead and get down to it. It's time to go ahead and get on with a goofy movie. Kyle, are you going to run this, or would you like me to do the breakdown for uh, you? I'll have you do the breakdown. I'm terrible at reading things when they're actually written down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's totally fine. A Goofy Movie is a 1995 animated musical comedy film produced by Disney uh, Movie Cartoons. Also, I should note, I'm also awful at reading things. Yeah, but your voice is so much better for it, and uh, it's less work for me if you do it. Uh, but I'm guaranteed to mess up at least one thing I read in every sentence. Oh, that's fine. It, it's, it is the curse. He's actually really bad at reading. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, sweetie! It's true! Well, I mean, do you want to be supported, or do you want to be lied to, or do you want... <laughs> I mean, it's been 10 years. I'm not going to lie to you anymore. <laughs> I, this was the deciding point. moment. That I, you used, would stop. I used to tell you you were good, but not anymore. Okay. I that, still love you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and Walt Disney Television Animation, the animated directorial debut of Kevin Lima. The film is based on the Disney Afternoon Television series Goof Troop and acts as a follow-up to the show, which is surprising since it's like, doesn't include a ton of people from the goof troop, nor does it doesn't actually... include PJ's little sister, it doesn't yeah. include his mom. Which, by the oh god, it's always had... about dads. Come yeah, on. yeah, it's a dad movie. 
Uh, taking place uh, several years after the events of Goof Troop, a Goofy movie follows Goofy and his son Max, who is now in high school, and revolves around their father-son relationship uh, between the two as Goofy takes Mac on, Max on a fishing trip out of fear that Max is drifting away from him, unintentionally interfering with Max's social life, particularly his relationship with Roxanne, his high school crush. It features the voice of Jason Marston, Bill Farmer, Jim Cummings, Kelly Martin, Polly Shore, Gina Von Oy, and Wallace Shawn, and predominantly features the singing voice of Telvin Campbell as Powerline, a fictional pop star. Yeah, I, I, I want to say, and my one thing I want to say about Powerline is it looks like he looks like Devo, but was not at all Devo's music, <laughs> and I was very, I was very upset about that. The character of Powerline is a mixture of Bobby Brown, Prince, and Michael Jackson. Yeah, I was about yeah, to say, I, I got a I got lot the... of Prince and Michael Jackson vibes. But, yep. he's, but he's got the Devo suit. No, that jumpsuit was really prevalent in the nineties. Or like a yellow jumpsuit with a radiation symbol on it. I mean, it, it's sort of like um, MC Hammer with just the billowiness. Uh, the parachute pants. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I used to, I used to have a pair of those. Ooh. Wow. I used to have like four pairs of those. Oh I think there's, my god. There's a picture somewhere floating in one of my mother's like photo albums of me with the parachute pants all the way up to my shoulders and just like walking around <laughs> like some kind of a weird monster. <laughs> It has no arms and no <laughs> legs. Oh, I am all God. legs and a head. <laughs> Greetings, mother. <laughs> I am your son, mother. She was painfully aware of that a lot during my childhood. <laughs> oh, jeez, I made that. Uh, let's see, anything before we get down to the plot? Anything we want to say? Thoughts? We're just here for the plot. D- whoa. Okay. Mm. All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, It's the last day of school before the summer break for Goofy's teenage son, Max, who has a plan to shred his goof label and impress his crush, Roxanne. Max and his friends PJ and Robert Bobby Zumarowski hijack the auditorium stage in the middle of Principal Mazur's speech, creating a small concert where Max performs while costumed as the pop singer Powerline. The performance succeeds in making Max a school celebrity, but he, PJ, and Bobby are sent to Mazur's office. While waiting outside of the office, Roxanne speaks with Max and agrees to go with him to the party where Powerline's concert is going to be aired live. However, Mazur exaggerates the events to Goofy during a phone call with him and forewarns him that Max's actions may result in him facing Capital punishment. Yeah. So, yes, because that was such a okay, bad thing. This is the did. first. Well, this is the first thing where it's just like I think this is Goofy is a terrible father because he's like a global moron. It's like, yeah, my son is clearly going to become like a criminal because he doesn't want to talk about my dumb fishing stuff. And he's, he keeps listening. And he keeps listening to his boss, and just, I don't know. No, I don't like, like him. Pete. Pete <laughs> did not do him any favors in like. Drilling into his head that, you know, if you don't keep an eye on your kids, they'll get away from you and they'll start getting into trouble and blah, blah, blah. And then shortly after having this conversation with Pete, uh, the principal calls with that with that same info. It's like, guess what your son was doing? And he caused a riot and uh, uh, yeah, just, just doing you, gang stuff. Uh, if people ask for more than like five minutes, what actually happened? That's like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that did remind me that or that period of the nineties when like schools were like obsessed with making sure that none of us were in gangs because we were wearing like a red t-shirt. 
Oh God, we I had felt... like I was in elementary school. My middle school had a uh, a, a purple club because we're not the reds, we're not the blues, we're purple. See, here's the thing. I, I never had that. I never had that till I moved to California in middle mm. school, and that became an issue. Everywhere else I lived, nothing like that ever came up. It only happened when I moved to California. I know California is very proactive in like its anti-gang and everything else, though. But I feel like, weirdly enough, I feel the more that you call attention to it, the more it becomes a problem, and the yeah. more people are attracted to the fact that there's this thing going on. Well, it's also- like, wait a minute, I could join a gang. Well, also, I would not be surprised if Dare is the reason why more kids do drugs these days. Oh, oh yeah. Anything. Actually, yes. Well, also, they tried to scare you and be like, oh, this guy got shot cause, just because he was wearing a red shirt. And so a bunch of people wearing blue shirts shot him. And it's just like, really? Do you have to scare kids like that? Do you have to use fear to make them do what you want? Yes. If if movies from the 90s have taught me anything, it's that you lie to your parents, your parents lie to you, and fear tactics is a great way to create distrust between any family member. But then you all come together at the end and realize you're not so different after all. If you'd only just not lie to each other in the first place. Look, I'm just, I'm going to say, like, I, I, we'll, we'll enlighten everyone else here, but for, for most guys, at least, our number one fear of inevitably is death. And realizing that we'll become our fathers before that happens. <laughs> so and I can understand Max's plight. I mean, he's already we all he's already compulsively wearing giant white gloves. Right, right. And, and what is up with that? Why are they like? There's is there like a subspecies of black dogs who wear white gloves? Honestly, Mickey the wears thing, white gloves. Yeah, Mickey wears white. So like e- everybody in this universe wears white gloves, ex- except for Roxanne. Apparently, I now that I think about it, most of the see- characters don't. Like yeah. the background characters don't. Most of them didn't. Uh, if they were a guy, they wore gloves, I've noticed, actually. Like, I think that all the guys were wearing gloves. Like, It's gang activity. That's that's yeah. totally a gang <laughs> well, thing. Did, I thought Minnie Mouse had gloves, too. Did it Minnie, show? I believe, has gloves. They all have gloves. Yeah. But but Mickey and Donald are the only ones who make an, a cameo appearance in this movie. Yeah, that's true. And they're on their way to California. California. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else we have um, to Roxanne's say? Roxanne's design is really cute. Roxanne is super cute. You have that she opening does, scene does where she's put... all like, oh, <laughs> She does not have to put on the red light. I cannot see Roxanne wow. to this date without also seeing these stupid internet meme photos of where it's like Roxanne in a really dumpy like meth house or something. What? And a gangsta looking goofy going just like, damn, bitch, you live like this? It's <laughs> What? Early, oh my god! Early early aughts uh, meme humor was uh, scatter shot. If I could find it's this time I now to, to stop the to stop the podcast for awful internet images. I'd say we keep moving. Yeah, I want to um, get back. No, to no, no. I let's let's ba- keep moving. I will show this to you later, but I just need to find it. I want to get back to Des. I mean, I'm already disappointed by the internet, but this is a continuation of that disappointment. Yeah, <laughs> never before has internet disappointed me. Um. <laughs> All right, let's see. So, uh, oblivious to Max's plans with Roxanne, Goofy decides to take Max on a fishing trip to Lake Destiny, Idaho. Again, again, if either character had stopped for like a minute and like, hey, here's why I don't really like. Can we wait a little bit to go on this on this a trip? You mind like just a week, just, just a week, a week so, I got... so I could go on this date with this girl that I like. <laughs> and even Goofy, but like, oh, all right, sure. I thought that seems reasonable. Yeah, like, Max, <laughs> a, open your mouth. But I'm intensely stupid. Speak. 
So let's see. Following and, a, and the fact that they don't talk about this at all on their like you know eight hundred days on the road or whatever. Well, they do. They just later it's when it's too late. <laughs> they, they they literally discuss this issue like I think after a car goes off a cliff. Yes. It does. It's like it it they don't much like any movie they don't talk about their problems until it's like way towards the end of everything. It's like, my God, if we had just had a conversation about this, this like, movie would have never happened. It yeah. would have never happened. So <laughs> we needed to force a conflict it's in order to like make a movie. It's almost yeah. like there should be no movie. Almost. But the question is, are they made better because of their lies? No. <laughs> Goofy's a terrible father. Max doesn't commu- He does not communicate. Goofy does not listen. He's... He's like adamant in these insane ideas have been put inside of his head because he's a gullible moron. I hate him. He's the worst dad. <laughs> uh, let's see. Continuing on. Uh, they are following a map route uh, that he and his father took years ago, and the two go on, go on his station wagon, ha- having many musical numbers along the way. Uh, Max stops by Roxanne's house to call off their date, but when Roxanne says that she just... We'll have to go with someone else because she's super fickle for some reason. And can't listen to his explanation. Because it's the yeah, it's the movie. Uh Max panics and instead fabricates a story about his father knowing oh. Caroline telling her that he will be on stage at the concert. Oh, and by by the way, like what the what the fuck kind of a girl is Roxanne where suddenly like a disinterest is showing if like Oh, you're not taking me to the party. I guess I'll just have to be with someone else instead. Yeah. She's yeah, like, she, because she's a weird. 90s. So shallow. She's a 90s, like, female love interest. She's simultaneously, like, vague and also, like, this this totally mild-mannered middle of the road. And, the, like, the jock character is totally out to steal her as well. Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is a movie that's, like, everything is made better by the power of lying. Yes, basically. Every- yeah. This whole town is built on lies. <laughs> yeah, the the that entire fact is like, power line, power lie. Yeah, <gasps> follow the money. <laughs> um, yeah, the fact that it's just one of those things where is nobody can take a moment and be like, "Whoa, Roxanne, hold on, my dad's taking me on this trip. I totally want to be with you, but." Sorry. He tried. I know. She wouldn't listen. I know. She still like stonewalled him immediately. It was like one of these just like, oh, I guess we'll go to someone else. Because like putting on putting on like 90s writer face because she's a woman. Uh, Take off. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not good. The women and the gays are jokes. Yeah, and, and it's also like same thing. He also just told his father, just like, hey, can we delay the trip? Uh, frustrating. This entire movie is hinged off of this. Yes, but as is most, like, G-rated Disney, or not even G-rated, just G-rated, like, hey, we need to insert a conflict way easily. We need to generate a conflict this, that right. should not have been a conflict. This That's... is also a movie that is an hour and 12 minutes long. Yes, it was very short. <laughs> it was very short. Yes. So, th- th- they got, they definitely succeeded in having a very quick problem and very quick resolution. All right, so um, so yes, as I said, he will be. He tells the lie that he will be on stage for Powerline's concert. Uh, despite his son's objections, Goofy plans his own trip with initially disastrous results, leading to Max hunting his, hurting his father's feelings after being humiliated at a possum-based theme park. I, I wanted one of those hats, by the way. That, I would totally wear a little dead possum hat. <laughs> I totally remembered the pa pa. 
possum patch. <laughs> <laughs> and the way that they just got more and more broken as the show went on. It was, yeah. Oh, Lord. Five, five nights of goofies. Yeah, wow. yeah. And all the little possum pals had nails for fingers. Um, it was great. There is a fan game that uses Disney characters based on Five Nights at Freddy's. Just FYI, that does exist. Because everybody has to do a Five Nights thing. Yeah. Oh, also, um... <laughs> I found that what image, the by the way. The internet's a bad place. <laughs> Just... She's got a rose and everything. Anyway, sorry. Is that drawn with, like, a marker? Yeah, I think it was. A lot of effort put in this meme. <laughs> need, to, need to do the 2018 version. Oh, yeah. Prismacolors the whole way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, uh, moving, while, moving on.org. <laughs> uh, while camping, Pete and PJ join them. Following Pete's advice to keep Max under control, Goofy takes his son fishing and performs the perfect catch. Uh, fishing technique, luring Bigfoot to their camp, forcing Pete and PJ to flee, and leaving Goofy and Max to spend the night with B- Bigfoot. That night, while Goofy is asleep, Max alters the map route to Los Angeles, where the concert is taking place. By some strange stroke of luck, yes, that is... Ha- Actually, no! I, I had I had a few issues with that watching it now as an adult, I will say. Oh, really? Uh, oh, I yeah, thought no, it was no, flawless. No, no. Like, like, oh, of course, right? No, no, no. But the whole going from the car went over the cliff to the we're showing up at this concert in musical instrument cases well but we're not there yet that, but, uh, we're close but we're... i'm sorry but with 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 as it said being only an hour and 12 minutes it's so close to that point yeah but i mean at this point it's the it's the like the breach of trust right it's obviously they go that, to that hotel huh yeah they go to the hotel and you know they talk about the fact that he changed the map and then it's like goofy's like and then we have the scene later that is just coming up so let's see um the next morning goofy decides to to make max the navigator the two go to several locations to satisfy them uh that satisfy both of them uh and stop by a motel where they meet pete and pj again pete overhears a conversation between max and pj and reluctantly tells goofy that max has tricked him into traveling to los angeles the next day goofy and max come to a junction one leading to Idaho, the other to California, because those are the only two roads. Yeah, I don't think there's any intersection of the world that exists like that. And also, California is the superior choice. Uh, <laughs> after don't, Ma- don't go to Idaho. I love the fact that this happens, and it's like never the idea is like, hey, we could go here and then go there. No, we have to follow the path of my crazy grandfather, because this is a movie. Uh, after Max chooses the route to California, Goofy stops the car at the Grand Canyon and storms off in anger. With the brake loose, the car drives off on its own, leaving Goofy and Max to chase after it and ending up in the canyon. I like the idea that the Grand Canyon is this, like, Chekhov gun. Like, if the Grand Canyon shows in your movie, it, a car is going to fall into it. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Uh, let's see. Uh, Goofy reveals that no matter how old Max gets, he will always be his son, and the two reconcile with each other. After learning that Max had promised Roxanne that he would be at the concert, Goofy decides to take him to Los Angeles, because if, he, if they had just talked, this would have happened. Yeah. Um, the two nearly plummet down a waterfall to their deaths, but Max fortunately saves Goofy using the perfect cast technique, and at one particular point, holding up Goofy with one arm. <laughs> 
I mean, that is one strong child. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was looking at going like, they're giving a hug. He's still, still, wow. Uh, monster just strength all of a sudden. I also like that there must have been one crazy strong updraft to keep them afloat in that one particular spot for so long before they finally came down. Let's really get into the physics of this movie. I mean, it's a Disney movie. Physics never apply. (laughs) Uh, Goofy and Max get to Los Angeles, and while attempting to sneak backstage, they end up on stage and dance with Powerline, watched by Pete PJ and Roxanne on separate televisions. Goofy and Max later return to Roxanne's house uh, in their damaged car, where Max tells the truth to Roxanne. She accepts it and admits she always had feelings for him ever since they first said, (laughs) starting a relationship between them. Goofy's car suddenly explodes due to the damage he has sustained, ejecting Goofy in the process, but he safely falls through the porch roof of Roxanne's house. Safely. Safely. (laughs) falls through the porch roof of Roxanne's house, where Max proceeds to introduce him to Roxanne. Credits. Yay. <clears throat> we yeah. Goofy movie. It it was it was goofy, I guess. Goofy was in it. <laughs> uh let's see. I'm trying to see some of the stuff. Uh, Goofy's car is an AMC pacer. That, you know, okay, that, that, that settles a few things, because, like, looking at it, it, it just looked like it was some kind of a take on, like, uh, what was it, a... Uh... Generic family sedan? Well, no, I mean, like, for, like for the way that it was cartooned, it, it looked like a lot like if a gremlin and, uh, <laughs> uh, whatchamacallit, uh, a pinto had, like, a, a weird car baby. <laughs> and, and, and it exploded. And it exploded, yes, oh which it, it which it did at the very end there. Yeah, there you go. It finally did, without being rear-ended, I, I have to point <laughs> out. Uh, let's see, some of the other stuff that we have on here. Uh, Goofy actually has a first name, which was a new new to me. Really? Yes, and is actually uttered once in the movie. And what is said glorious name? Cosmo. Okay, we've got Cosmo. I have no idea, actually. You, you couldn't take a guess? No, not okay. if I tried. All right. Throughout the film, Goofy is only referred to his real name once by Pete when they meet at the latter's trailer. Otherwise, he's referred to as Dad by Max, Mr. Goof by Max's principal, and just Goof by Pete. That real name? George. George Goofy? George Goofy. <laughs> Gigi. Oh, Wow. Uh, let's see, trying to see. There's not too much. Uh, the film was originally made around late 1993 and was supposed to be released in theaters during the <laughs> holiday season of 94. However, some production problems in France caused the film's release to be pushed back to 95, while The Lion King was reissued to fill in the film's absence. Huh. <laughs> I believe it. And you are correct. The costumes worn by Powerline parody the yellow hazmat costumes worn by Devo. But... Why? The music is nothing like Devo. Because I it's think weird. they were trying to appeal to a lot of different crowds at that time. Hey, want to have a band? Like, I don't like. This is the mid '90s. Devo's Devo's underground again. Mm. Let's see. Mm. Uh, at one point in early production, Steve Martin was considered for the voice of Goofy. Gross. <laughs> uh, let's see. There are several references to other Disney characters, including Max saying Goofy's best buddy is Donald Duck. And a cardboard prop of Ariel from The Little Mermaid after Max gets busted. Hmm. 
Uh, Rob Paulson, the voice of PJ, admits several times in interviews he's never actually seen the film in its entirety. <laughs> 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 and it's 110 minutes, and he's just like, ah, just nah. Um, Still getting residuals from this, but nah. Yeah, whatever. So, goofy movie. Uh, let's start with the, the person I'm sure who loved it the most in the room, Eric. <laughs> I didn't hate it. It's but it's but you're 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 crouching and like, <laughs> really, like oh, what's he get, what's, what's oh, really really dig into this one. Uh, I did not hate this movie. Uh, I was just also not like terribly thrilled with it. I like I was saying, I had no real connection to it, so seeing it in a vacuum was kind of like, eh. The movie was earnest. I will give it that. Ernest was in it. Ernest P. Worrell <laughs> was not in this movie. I, I wish I wish he was. Ernest scared Goofy. No. Oh my! <laughs> if, if Jim Varney had been uh, Goofy, that would have been perfect. But um, no. It, All right, Max. Time for us to go and get on this journey. We're gonna <laughs> we're going this journey, and then he'll and then he'll be my son again. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's so the the movie is earnest, and it's like it's just cute. It's not like it doesn't feel terribly cynical. Um, I just, everyone is an idiot and I hate that. I hate that, that like the movie is driven by just like, if you guys had talked for like five minutes about this, like the entire movie would have, would have been avoided. And apparently they don't talk about it when they're driving in the car for like days and days and days. Like what else are they talking about? How much they have in common with each other? Uh, yeah. I've been on long road trips with my family and like, I can't imagine being stuck with just my dad for like, like a week at a time. So, uh, so anyway, dads aside, yeah, the movie was like, it was fine. It definitely, I am thankful for how short it was. Being like under 80 minutes is <laughs> impressive. Yeah, it is amazingly short looking at that time and yeah. then comparing that to the time that we put into like Das Boot. It's like, oh, we got a little of that back. Yeah, but. <laughs> well, I, then... I'm okay with the time I put into Das Boot, though. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I will admit, like, as for as long as it was and and how much stuff you had to sift through like it was it was still really good yeah so we did if we had the the emotional thriller in in a goofy movie <laughs> just yeah well the subtitle for dust food is, is a journey to the edge of the mind and that's why i feel like this movie was really about. <laughs> um so no as i said like i think as like this is a it's it's a Disney movie. It's not the worst that's out there. It's far from the best. It's a Disney kids movie, and yeah. it, and it set out to do exactly what it did: create conflict where there really initially should have been none, but brought that wholesome togetherness that you kind of need at the end. Of I it. think just the weird things like the the movie, the characters are more human. It feels like in this one, and it's in weird ways that it's just like in various stages of dress, and then like sleeping and driving around it's, it's an oddly humanized world for these characters again it's compounded by the fact that they're like black dogs wearing gloves yeah yeah so i i had odd. problems seeing their feet throughout the entire yes of that, this like, movie. So it's like oh that's so weird <laughs> why why are goofy's feet so weird it's like yeah it, you almost kind of expect his his uh feet to have the same kind of gloves his hands he's, do. Got, he's got white booties <laughs> yeah, that takes off. yeah there definitely was the point where they take off shoes and you're just like oh unsettling yeah <laughs> or when they're not wearing they're they're not wearing much like they 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 they're not wearing as much clothing and like there's just that black outline that just goes on forever yeah there's nothing to break it up it's like that is weird looking and so, yeah sabrina 
I mean, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it's a kids' movie. A shrugging <laughs> comes off real well. About goofy, so I just I wasn't really expecting that much. I thought some of the songs were really fun, especially the Powerline ones. Mm-hmm. I thought those were fun songs. They sound they pretty much epitomized '90s music. So I was like, no, that's really good. Um, yeah, I, it was it was kind of frustrating with the fact that they weren't communicating. But other than that, I thought it was still like a pretty fun movie to like just watch. And it wasn't very long. So it didn't like take more time than it needed to finish off and complete the story, yeah. so to speak. I, I suppose that is true. If this was an hour and a half movie, it would probably be a worse movie for it. If yeah. it was a two hour movie, it would be a slog. <laughs> well, get ready for the goofy movie, the five-hour director's cut. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like shots by Wolfgang Peterson. Yeah, it's like the Donnie Darko extended I'm, version where I you're just like, get find on it. with it. I am going to find it where it is the actual trailer, like somebody set up. I, I showed this earlier uh, where it, it was like if uh, a goofy movie was a horror movie, and it actually kind of comes off a lot better that way. Yes. But I swear... Finding a John Waters goofy movie trailer is just so worth it. <laughs> I want to do. It's... I want to do a recut scene where when he goes to talk to Roxy on the porch, and it's just the scene from Cool as Ice. <laughs> they cut. To, they cut to Max and just, in the background, and he, he tells her to drop the zero and get with the hero. Later on, he's just putting ice cubes in her mouth, <laughs> just driving on shirtless on his motorcycle. Let's just stop, please. <laughs> Uh, um, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm kind down, of on the down same by, down by law, <laughs> down by law, uh, just having an angry pounce session in the desert. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which sort of happened. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's a fine, it's, it's short. It's fine. It for as many like weird nineties failings as it has of just being a story built out of just like bad circumstance to make stuff. Hey, we need to make a journey where one person doesn't want to be on it. All right, we a non-consensual road trip. There, we figured it out. Sweet. Yeah. Um. No, I mean it's it's got some fun like little vignettes in it. Um. And it's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's just fine. It's yeah, inoffensive. Fine. Yeah. Uh. All right, and Kyle. I mean, like, so, yeah, I have this, I have this odd uh, or obvious childhood attachment to it. And, and again, I think just kind of reflecting back on it, a lot of it does have to do with the fact that, like, it was the time when I was losing my dad. Um, however, uh, I think the part that stuck with me was the fact that it was this whole, like, road trip between him and his dad. And even though he wasn't having a good time, seeing them, like, go on a huge road trip just reminded me of, like, the uh, two summers uh, before the movie even came out, uh, 93. Um, when I went to go see my dad, and I think I'd mentioned uh, we had seen Jurassic Park, and then I'd shortly <laughs> afterwards seen We're Back, a dinosaur story. Oh. Um, it's all coming that, together. Was, yeah, right? No. <laughs> but that, that same trip was uh, actually a time when we went to Dinosaur Rock Park. We actually went through Utah, Nevada, New Mexico, Arizona, and we went and did this whole road trip thing. And that whole part of that in a goofy movie is kind of like what stuck with me is because it was a, a similar not for the same reasons, obviously, but a similar trip had happened between just me and my dad. And that's, I think, why the movie was so strong for me is that even though that they had this really easily solvable conflict that would have taken five minutes yeah. to solve, 
Um, I had a lot of attachment to it just because it, uh, like I said, it, it reminded me of good times, even if it did have its flaws. Yeah. But again, in 112 minutes, or an hour, like, uh, yeah, no, so, no, no, 72 minutes. What am I saying? That's 72 minutes, like, <laughs> flaws are just zipping by. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I think, uh, uh, mm. Mm? <laughs> I'm just remembering, it's like, I think that was the, the, the first time I had an awkward attachment to uh, Pete, because <laughs> I always had a weird crush on Pete after this movie for oh, some reason. Oh, man. <laughs> hey some people crush on like all sorts of different disney characters i just happened to choose the fat cat you did i did and so it changed your life from then on uh, well i would hope that it was not what changed my life from then <laughs> on, but it was just one of those things that i realized like oh i kind of like pete can't imagine why I'm not. I'm not ashamed. I said it. I put it out there. It's out there for everyone. I mean, we've already. Do you have giant white gloves in your? (laughs) I I tell Greg to go into the closet and not to come out until it's goofy time. (laughs) You have like similar to the beginning movie. The beginning, like you have that dream sequence where you're just like, (gasps) 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 oh yeah. That was so awkward to watch oh my god come on hearing hearing the the goofy laugh at the end of that dream sequence is what made it all the better it was just like like a giant monster call of some sort <laughs> it's like the werewolf howling at the moon after the transformation oh yeah yeah plus what my i think my favorite thing in this whole movie was uh as as far as like favorite stupid things was when Polly Shore or Bobby or Bob in this case Ball- just like Bobby Shore Bobby Shore yeah hey. it's like it's a leaning tower of cheese oh my oh. god I yeah think, i think he's i think he's huffing the uh, propellant from cheese was cans that's why his brain is like melted he it just all that nitrous oxide pushing all that cheese up is what did it to him yep pretty much would surprise me zero percent. Just doing, doing, doing like cheese whippets, like <laughs> off camera. Chippets. <laughs> hey, you using that cheese plastic it. bag? Cheese it. Cheese it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Guys, let's get on this. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's let's go ahead and market our next like drug of choice. <laughs> cheese it. Cheese it. So the, the, the official drug of nostalgia based podcast. <laughs> just see people fiending for cheese it. <laughs> I'm trying to do it, but the boxes do nothing for me. <laughs> All oh, right, good. Well, Goofy movie. Yep, it was. It was a movie. It was a series of moving images featuring Goofy. In many, yeah, in yeah. many of them. And then you can have an extremely Goofy movie at some point. You know. Okay, so actually, this is strange. I've heard from friends because I never saw an extremely Goofy movie. I never did. But according to my friends, the second one was actually worlds better than the first one. Really? So I might. I might take it upon myself to actually watch that sometime next week and let you guys know if I think it's worth picking up sometime. Uh-oh. The odd the odd part about all of this is the fact that I believe Roxanne is not is pretty much not in anything else. Like she shows up huh. in like a um Wait, she, the voice actress? No, no, no. I mean like that character. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. She she didn't even from what I was told she does not even show up in the sequel. Yeah, like, she's, she's not she's, just, not in the sequel, not in that. There's You're one. It was, it was, it was Max's summer bang, and then he went to college, <laughs> yeah. and then I super love this girl. Super, all right, bye. I was gonna say, <laughs> are you telling me this high school romance didn't pan, didn't last very long? <laughs> hey, my my high school romance only worked out because I was in high school and he wasn't. So, 
oh god now now all of a sudden i'm just having like uh, a goofy reunion it's oh, a goofy high Lord. school reunion oh, oh no, <laughs> no we're getting close we could probably they, they could think about do that, that now. oh man i don't want to think about it yeah that would be depressing <laughs> i mean my 10-year high school reunion already happens so. like like imagine like it's it's one of these things where you have like Okay, so what would Max be doing theoretically if we had to think? What would... I think he's like, hmm. he was he was into the whole like performance arts and dancing thing. He I probably think he... could have gone on to do like I don't know pop rock or something like or that. Be a DJ, a DJ even. Or yeah, maybe, he was like a, he's like a he saw flash dance too many times and he wanted to be a dancer, but that's not. He wanted out. to be a maniac on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dancing like he's ever danced before. But he's moved to L- <laughs> he's moved to L A. He's trying Thank to make you, it. He's trying. to... That's a dancer, and uh, yeah, he's he's trying to make it a dancer, but he's like not really doing it. He's like a barista or something. I could see that. Maybe that's just the that's like millennial journey. Yeah, pretty much. All right, then PJ. What would we say, PJ? Like, I feel like he's he got semi successful, but probably just on like the coattails of his dad. He got, I don't know. He got I, really into computers. I was gonna say it could be something much darker for PJ because, like, <laughs> you know, his father demanding his respect so much, you could just see PJ going into the military and going full metal jacket. Oh God! <laughs> okay. I could see that, or maybe like PJ <laughs> died in Vietnam. <laughs> Not even he died at boot camp. Yeah. <laughs> or, or he got through, but like boot camp, and he's just ripped. Like he's one of those people that like they went through the camp, There's... and he's just like. Oh, we, oh, have you seen images, sir? Uh, no, th- well, not of that. I, uh, not of not of Pete, but I have seen a photo where it's uh, Roxanne hanging off of the arm of a very large and muscular Max. Oh my god! Like, oh. like in his hoodie and everything. Like, it's it's I, nothing I, weird. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, I've got sets of uh, of an American tale images. I gotta show you. No. What? No. What? I gotta. No, Fievel, don't go west. No. <laughs> What's what's amazing is that they're just photoshopped heads on top of bodies. So it's the same head on different bodies. It's I don't so like bizarre. where this is going. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, let's see. So what is Roxanne then? Uh, I, see, Roxanne I see kind of like the... lawyer, like. She... You know, Probably after having uh, put herself through college by working at Hooters. <laughs> um, wow, this really is the millennial journey. <laughs> it is. It has I, to be. If she's still following the same 90s trajectory, I think she becomes a lawyer, but she's kind of stuck, and her, her boss really won't give her a chance. See, and... because in the reunion story, we have to kind of like, she's got to have a higher status. Max is kind of like, oh, oh yeah, definitely. hey, you know. He's the kinda... he's, he's loser. Like, it's pretty much the same thing as it was before. Him having to like she, kind of she could be like Hogarth from the not not from the Iron Giant but I mean like uh, what is it uh, the the Marvel series is that her last name Hogarth uh, what's Lord is anybody else here watch Jessica Jones or any of that uh, we watched the first season okay Carrie Ann Moss the lawyer that she plays yes isn't that Hogarth like isn't that her last name or whatever something like sounds that? like it yeah anyways like I could just see Roxanne kind of going that route just like, kind of cold the, the cold power bitch lesbian yeah yeah. <laughs> So hey, what are and you? And I don't mean that negatively, by the way. No, no, no. <laughs> she, it's an established. She archetype. is so empowered; it's awesome. She is like a she's, superhero of the law. So, she became so full, so full of female empowerment. She gained superpowers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she can lawyer like no one ever's lawyered before. I don't know. A, a very goofy reunion now feels like a needed movie. Oh God! Right to Disney. We get at least twenty percent each. We get. 
Good luck with that. Uh, what's Rob Paulson doing? <laughs> Everything? Get him on the horn. <laughs> Jim Cummings still alive. Get him, get him in here. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? That's a goofy movie and a, a pitch sequel for you. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Kyle going very dark in some of his imaginings. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, we haven't decided what next time was. I, I mentioned something at the break that could be my... We need to we need to recollect the crew and yeah. kind of figure out who's going to be able to make it next time. Yeah. Figure out stuff. Don't I, worry, I'll, I'll still be bench warming if needed. I, oh. I, I still feel bad because, like, I, think I, I I meant to spread the World War II out a little bit more, but scheduling kind of came together for this. It so. did, but you know, it was a good time, a good three run span. Uh, all right, you can go over to satfriendsclub.com or set or at satfriendsclub on Twitter. We also have patreon.com slash satfriendsclub where we have lovely people like Phoenician Item Crafting, uh, Dan Vincent, Radea. Francis and Chuck all helping us out over there on the Patreon. You get access to early episodes. You get access to the Discord. You get access to pre-show discussions and fun stuff that we have. So if you enjoyed the show and feel like just sending us a little bit of love, please go over to the Patreon and, and uh, subscribe to us, guys. Yep. Give and- us, send us your money, your attention, your firstborn. <laughs> please don't or send Or second. I'll, I'm not picky. <laughs> you know, we just won't send your firstborn we- on a weird road trip. all right uh we will catch you next time for more saturday friends fun uh till then sleep well everyone bye-bye hasta (laughs) yuck yuck